You have tuned in to Authors Up here on ALH Broadcasting, an affiliate of the Streaming Inspirational Broadcast Network. Your hosts are authors Ruth Griffin, Andrea L. Hines, and yours truly, Victoria Henderson Poole. We love what we do, and we know it is every author's desire to get their work to a greater audience. Authors Up is a forum for authors by authors those who are already published, and those who want to be, along with other writers and playwrights. Here, we provide an opportunity for their work to be showcased as we share our own, gain tips and tools, information and insight to not only enhance the writing process, but be able to just enjoy the journey. Those who are willing to put pen to paper will usually have a story they are willing to tell and they are invited to tell it right here. And if you are not a writer yet, no worries. We want you to be a part of our listening audience. So take notes if you like, send in your questions, or just feel free to comment on the candid conversation because it's time for Authors Up. Welcome, everyone. We welcome you to Authors Up. We are so happy, so happy that you decided to be with us tonight. It's always a joy when you join us here on Authors Up, and we have a wonderful guest for you. Oh, um, look, let, mm, let me tell you, we, we just almost <laughs> broke out and had church before you even got here tonight. So, Amen. So you know, you know, it is going to be a special evening, indeed. But, but I don't want to to uh, start by doing all the talking because I know my co-host would like to welcome you as well. So, Victoria, you want to welcome our listeners this evening? Of, of course, of course. Welcome, Bronze Girls, first of all, and and welcome, listeners. Thank you for being with us tonight. We couldn't do this without you. And Ruth. You want to welcome also? Absolutely. Welcome, everybody, and we're just grateful to have you. We wouldn't be anything without you, actually. Well, <laughs> we wouldn't be this without you. Let's put it that Amen. way. Amen. Amen. Hearts yeah. up for the listeners. <laughs> That's, That's right. It. That is it. <laughs> well, you know how we start every show. We like to just kind of give you a recap on what's been happening with us during the week since we were together last. God is always so good to us, and we like to be able to share what's going on in our lives. And I think we will, Ruth, well, do you mind if we start with you tonight? Tell us what's been going on with you. Oh, absolutely. So um, still working. <laughs> um, and I say that with a laugh because it's just, you know, my daughter called me at some point this week, and she was just, you know, I was at work, and I was like, well, I can't talk to you now. I'm at work. And she's like, well, how mm-hmm. often do you work? I'm like, 40 hours in the week? She's like, oh. <laughs> like every day? She, yeah, yeah like, that's what um, work means. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, um, 
you're an adult. You understand this. I'll, I will talk to you later. So, yeah, you know, it's just been fun getting back into the swing of things, and it's just it's yeah. been an amazing journey. I'm just enjoying the job, and, yeah, I'm still talking about it, but I think I'm going to be talking That's about okay. it a while, too, So, yeah, And we want to hear it, too. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. So I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And at some point, I, I will tell you a little bit more about it. But I'm just, you know, I, I'm grateful for it. And I think I just want to express that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with it, Bruce. Nope, nope. So, Andrea, how was your week? Uh, it was great. Um, I have had my second shot of. Uh, the vaccine. All right. So I'm, I'm, you know, All in right. my waiting period, so I can say I'm fully vaccinated, you guys. <laughs> uh, so, so that's that's good news with that. And um, weight loss journey. Let me tell you something mm. about the whole weight mm-hmm. loss journey thing. Come on, talk. No, to I didn't it. do anything. I said I was going to do. But that's still all right. Well, you know, I want to share this with you because sometimes, sometimes we have a goal set, but we mm-hmm. are waiting for it to come a particular way. Mm. And we're expecting God to do it in a particular way. But God's yep. going to do it the way that he wants to do it. Come on. Sometimes Come on. we miss it because we are looking left and God is trying to take us down a straight path or he oh, may yep. be trying to take us to the right. So we always have to be cognizant and go back and check with him and say, God, what 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 are we doing here? What do you want to do? Right. How are you right. leading this thing and how are you guiding yeah. this? So I've been so set on, you know, i got to do my tape and I can't go outside because the pollen is about to choke me to death and all of these other things. And I was talking to Ruth about my step tracker. Well, Mm -hmm. when we go in and look at the step tracker, the number of steps that I've been taking has Mm -hmm. been an average of a little over two and a half miles a day. Wow. So I'm wow. thinking that I'm not getting my exercise in because I'm not doing my tape. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Thing. And tape. Are. Look at God. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> I think that's awesome. And, and it's not just about this, and that's why I wanted to share it, you know, because yes. in so many things, in so many instances, we begin to look at things and think that we haven't accomplished what we set out to accomplish, and God has given us the victory, and we don't even know it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. Don't you talk. This is going to be one of those Sunday nights, y'all. Better buckle up. Come on. I'm telling you. (laughs) So, Victoria, how was your week? My week was pretty good. I, I, I had my first shot. Last week, and um, so I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm doing fine from that, so I'm good. I'll get my second one the the thirtieth, and then I'll be and I'll be fully vaccinated. So I am oh. um, still holding on to my eating plan. Um, been trying to increase my water and um, walking more, and I actually kept my promise and text you guys when I was um when I was walking. So 
I've, yes, I've accomplished that goal. All right. <laughs> so, um, that, that's all for me this week. Nothing more, nothing less. And um, if I think what we're going to do now, I'm going to um, help us welcome and introduce our new author, Patrick L. Gray, who is the author of The Reversal Plan, Unlocking the Next Level of Kingdom Success. We're really excited to have him tonight. Some of our listeners um, may know him, but just in case, Andrea, why don't you tell us a little bit more about our guest tonight? Well, uh, Pastor Patrick L. Grace is a native of Rayford, North Carolina. He has a lovely wife, Miss Latasha Grace, and <laughs> they are the parents of Richard L. Grace. Now, Pastor Patrick has a heart for loving the people of God and wanting to see them grow stronger and deeper in God and fulfill their God-given purpose. He has operated in ministry since childhood and has served as minister of music at a few local churches, as well as choir director for some of the local community choirs. And he didn't put it in his bio, but he's also a wonderful actor. I just thought I'd Throw that in there. Amen. (laughs) His expository teaching, charismatic preaching, and powerful anointing has caused him to travel extensively, sharing and depositing wisdom into the lives and hearts of God's people. He has been afforded great ministry opportunities and preaching on many platforms, conducted several workshops for the Union Baptist Association in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and he has served on several boards of directors. He has been a guest on several discussion panels dealing with different subjects as it relates to the body of Christ and young adults. He was one of the co-hosts of a worldwide radio talk show entitled, What's the Fresh Word? In 2016, under the leadership of Bishop Ronald L. Godby at the River Church in Durham, North Carolina, Patrick and Latasha were ordained as pastors. At this point in ministry, Bishop Godby, through the Spirit of God, released them both from the River Church to establish what would be known as the Advanced Church back in Patrick's hometown. In January 2017, the Advanced Church was brought forth, brought forth in the earth a place and people that became real, relevant, and relational. After being faithful to the assignment in ministry, God commissioned them to go to the next level. Solely out of obedience and submission to the will of God, Patrick took the members of the Advanced Church and connected them to the vision that was established by Dr. Robert L. and Lady Gladys Bronson at St. Paul Full Gospel Baptist Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Today, Pastor Patrick and Lady Tasha, also known as Pastor P and Lady T, faithfully serve the people of God and lead them as their pastors to a higher level in God. The heart of the ministry is to serve each other and build up the community through the power of God. St. Paul is experiencing steady and healthy growth under the leadership and is moving towards being a model ministry. Now, hearts up as we welcome Pastor Patrick L. Grace. Woo-hoo! Hi, Five snaps. 
<laughs> Welcome. Thank y'all so I'm much for having me. It is joy to be here with all of you all. Thank you so much. Oh, thank oh, you. Well, we we are honored to have you, and it's just it's it's a real joy to be speaking with you. So, um, I do remember when you were part of the River Church, and I remember yeah. when you guys <laughs> left, and I appreciate like. Um, Andrea said, you know, your acting skills were awesome as well. Um, <laughs> so you, all brought that, you all brought that out of me. Y'all tell this stuff I didn't know was in me. <laughs> and, and I didn't have a choice because I didn't have an option of saying no. Mm-mm. That's right. That's true. That Mm-mm. is true. That is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, you did great. So, but well, now you're coming you to us. You you got a different hat on this time. Now you are an author. Amen. Yes. 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 Congratulations. Totally different hat. <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about your book in a moment. But how does it feel to be able to say that? You know, to be able to say I am an author now, a published author. It is a for me. It is a feeling of accomplishment. Um, mm-hmm. It is like a wow moment. Um, and yeah. my son, every time we go to my office, I have my book, uh, that I, my first copy that I've received, I have it in a shadow box on my wall. And every mm-hmm. time we walk in my office, my son, he looks at it and like, you really wrote a book. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I really wrote a book. <laughs> he was like, you really? I was like, yeah, I re- hold up. I really wrote a book. <laughs> So it, it, is, it is a great, uh, it's a great feeling of accomplishment to know that mm-hmm. you know uh, you had a dream for so long and you you did pieces here and there, but to see it finally completed, put together, and in your hand, it's an amazing mm-hmm. feeling. Amen. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So you know, writing a book is different from writing a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so tell us about the book then. So the reversal play. This is a book that I have been sitting, literally been sitting on, who for probably the last three to four years. Um, and Ruth, you can you attest to the fact that I've had several conversations with Ruth, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna have it done by this day. That day come and it's still where it was the last time. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have it this day, yeah. <laughs> so this this book here, it's not one. I always wanted to write a book, and I felt with this book here, it's not just something that I write. I wrote about. Um, it's just not words on a piece of paper, but it's actually my um, my life experience. Something that I I think one of my assignments in the earth is to do, um, and that is to simply be a servant. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's basically what the book is about, the power of being a servant. So that's my life story. Um, from me being a little boy up, all I know is me serving in different capacities. And so um, the reversal plan is basically to let people know the way to have a true meaningful life and a meaningful success in life is to live outside of yourself. Um, and yeah. to become yeah. one that seeks to serve and to better uh, people that are around you. Mm-hmm. And and it is a powerful message. And I, I think the thing that really struck me about your book is that it, it it is short, but it is so 
concise and it is so powerful, which, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of books out there that are two, three, four hundred pages and it's just like half of it is fluff. But you, you have a mm-hmm. book here that is just, you get to the point, you show, you know, mm-hmm. what God's word says and you just like, that's it. That's all you do. <laughs> the whole time writing, the whole time writing, my question was, how long should this be, and would I sit there and read this whole book? <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, because I'd be looking at some books, and I'd be like, yeah, you got good material, but how many pages is this book? <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. So I wanted, I wanted something that people can pretty much read within a day, um, somebody can read within their lunch breaks, and it, like you said, it yeah. gets to the point, um, and it really, you know, gets to the meat of the message, and then you can go on about your day, but it still stands out to you. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it most definitely mm-hmm. does that. It sticks, stays with you even after you read it. So um, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about, because um, obviously it did not take you three or four years to write the book, but obviously you had mm-hmm. some writer's block in there. You know, what... What yes. caused you to stop, and how what how were you able to overcome that? So with me, um, I would write a portion of it, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm done writing. I can't think no more, you know. And it got to the point um, with me, and don't want to sound all the way spiritual, but it got to the point where the book, you know, it became on a, on a pause. And it seemed like every time I would put the book on the pause, the Lord would either send a prophetic word through someone or he would, you know, wake me up in the middle of the night and this this book would be in my head like, okay, I got to get it out. I got to get it out. So even with the writer's block, there were several times I experienced that. Um, I think I've experienced writer blocking more than I did flowing, um, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So. Yep. And with me, the way I overcame that really was I would just go back and reread what I had written and just like, okay, where can I continue to thought from here? And with me pretty much live, writing what I live, it was, it was easy for me to navigate out of those moments because I could either write about something that I'm experiencing in that season, in that moment, in that month, or in that week. I can go and jot, jot it down. Um, because it was something that I wasn't just writing, but something that I was, that was like I was telling my life story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you did good, and I think those are great tips for anybody who's experiencing um, that kind of writer's block, because sometimes you just have to go back, reread, go back mm-hmm. to where you left off, and then just pick <laughs> up and keep going. So you just preached a sermon right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I found myself in that vein where it was flowing, I, I would mm-hmm. try to stick with it and get as much out as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would try to just, That's like, good. write, write, write. So there was nights I would stay up in the bed just typing 12 o'clock at night, and my wife is sleeping. I'm typing, trying to get it out. <laughs> I go in my office and trying to get it out or something. And I always have mm-hmm. a pad beside my bed just in case I had a thought. Mm-hmm. I write that thought down, and then in the morning go back and develop it some more. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. That's, that's good advice right there. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to turn you over to Andrea, who's got some questions for you. <laughs> well, Pastor Patrick, 
<laughs> yes, ma'am. Welcome again. <laughs> Thank really you so are, much for having are, me. I'm glad that you're here and, and just so proud of you for, for the things that you have accomplished and the things that you have done and are doing uh, following the, the, the heart of God and the plan of God for your life. So, so I wanted to just start right there, first of all. Um, but there is a part in the book, and I don't have a lot of questions for you tonight because I want you to explain. Found on something that I yeah. think is, of course, very, very important, but often misunderstood. I think this is a misunderstood relationship, and and it has to do with the mentor and the importance mm-hmm. of the mentor. And you said mm-hmm. the purpose of a mentor is not to rob you of your identity, but to mm-hmm. give you the tools to release it. And I, that statement mm-hmm. alone, I, I, as they say, that'll preach all by itself for real. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be preaching but after I, a while. <laughs> yeah, I really do want you to, to, to expand on that because I, I don't mm-hmm. think that all of us have the, the right perspective of, of the value of the mentor in your life and how to, to really uh, treat that relationship so that it is mm-hmm. a healthy relationship and one that both the mentee and the mentor benefit from. So just talk mm-hmm. to us about, about the mentor. Mm-hmm. So there's a chapter in the book called uh, Unwrap the Gift, and that, that's what it deals with. It deals with that concept of the mentor-mentee. I look at it like this. A mentor-mentee relationship is a, two-way, is a two-lane highway. Um, it's just not all giving, but it is receiving on both ends. Um, so and a lot of times what we, we think or from what I've experienced, a lot of mentors look for their mentees to be exactly like them. And so mm-hmm. you have to move how they move, talk like they talk, like what they like, the whole nine, when it actually robs you of your own identity. It, it stops you from being who God created you to be. So I believe a mentor would never rob you of your ability or your identity. They just help navigate and mold you in a way that you can further discover who you are from a greater level. I say it like mm-hmm. this: um, if we're if we're if you're on a level less than me, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm not saying this to sound like it's a hierarchy system, um, but if you're on a level, if you're not producing on the level that I am on or a greater level, then you really can't take me where I'm trying to go, and we both trying to get there at the same time. Uh, one of us got to know where to go. So one of us got to mm-hmm. know how to get there. And so that's what mm-hmm. the mentor does. He comes, and he doesn't rob you of your identity. Um, but there, there are moments where it is like what the Bible calls iron sharpening iron. That's, and that's not mm-hmm. always a pleasurable place. That's not always mm-hmm. the good place. There, mm-hmm. there, it may be a lot of friction in that moment, but it never stops the iron. Like, All right, let me say it like this. My wife downstairs, my wife is a wonderful cook. She has a knife set. And, and with her knife set, there come times when that knife becomes dull, and she has to use this certain tool to sharpen the knife. The tool that she used to sharpen it, it never changes the functioning or the look of the knife. It just sharpens the knife and allows it to do this functioning at, at, with a deeper level of success. 
And so I think that's where the concept of a mentor is, is they may show you how to do things a little different. They may cause you to think different, and they may even cause you to see things in a different light, and that's the purpose of a mentor. Um, a lot of people think that you only have one mentor, um, but I, I like to tell people you can have different mentors in different areas of your life. You know, with me, I have a I have a mentor of finances. I have a mentor of relationships, and so all of them, um, they come and they operate in that area of my life. They never change who I am. Um, again, now this is another key point because although they don't change who I am, they do challenge who I am. And a lot of people look at challenge as trying to change, but challenge just calls you to live outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So they never change me, they just challenge me. And if mm-hmm. there is a change, it's the change for the sense of me being better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good, Patrick. That's good. That's good. I want to ask you one other thing along along those lines. What is, uh, can you share with us one of the most rewarding or impactful uh, experiences that that you had with your mentor? In oh, either, I missed any, several. Okay, so one of my main mentors, pretty much this is my mentor in every, he allowed them to be mentors in every area of my life, and that is our wonderful bishop, Bishop Gabi. Um, and mm. serving uh, one of my most rewarding moments was when I had the opportunity back at the river of serving him as his armor bearer, um, which is another good, which is amazing how that happened. I mean, I talk about it in the book a little bit because I saw a need um, and I went to serve that need. And so I became, I gained access and I became close to my mentor. Um, But one of the most rewarding incidents to me um, having that mentor is I was dealing with a particular situation and it was watching him navigate his situation that literally showed me how to handle my situation. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. me even talking about the situation. It wasn't me bringing up the situation or none. I, he was not even aware, but just being there and being watchful um, to someone I valued and someone I know that had value and just watch them navigate their situation, it taught me so much on how to process what I was dealing with. So to me, that was the most rewarding um, moment of a mentor-mentee relationship. That's wonderful. And and it just goes to show that you you don't have to be in conversation all the time, but you have to be in observation so in order that to so be true. able to glean what you need to glean. That's great, Pastor Patrick, and That's I so thank true. you for that. And I know that uh, Miss Victoria has something for you tonight. So, Victoria, it's on you. (laughs) There's so many things I want to say, but I definitely know how you feel about seeing your book in print. Uh, It it was very Mm -hmm. exciting. It still is exciting for me, too. So welcome to the club, first of all. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I just, you know, I have to really agree with my co-host, um, and Raru said the book is powerful. Uh, it is it is really a powerful book. So I'm just going to go up front and tell our listeners my 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 line: get the book, get the book, get, book. get it. 
go ahead. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Get the book because it will change your life and it will change your perspective. And, and when as I read it, I mean, it just, it is just, it really is and powerful. And, um, and how you said the way to have a true and meaningful and successful life is to serve those around you. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about servanthood? And I know we don't want to talk about everything in the book, but in your, your mm-hmm. book you do say that servanthood is a matter of the heart, not a product of actions. Yes. Could you talk a, talk a little bit about that? Yes. So um, there's a, I think the very first chapter of the book is, talks about uh, matters of the heart. Um, because a lot of times we people we've been we think that serving is an action, but it's really not an action as much as it is an attitude. Because you can have the right actions with the wrong attitude, and it will not bring mm. the proper alignment. Um, and so it, mm. you will not, you know. Okay, let's look at it like this: If I go to a restaurant and the waiter brings me exactly what I order, but she comes and throw it on my table. I don't have a problem right. with my order being exactly what's, what I want. That is the, the, the action. It was the attitude behind it that makes me unease and makes me displeased at that moment. So a lot of times mm-hmm. we think uh, serving is an action. It's not an action. It's an attitude. Mm-hmm. And that goes deep within your heart because I talk about it in the book. Uh, Joseph was a servant at heart. There, you see it because no matter what situation he was in, the Potiphar's house, the prison, the palace, or wherever, he ended up being a servant. So when you're mm-hmm. a true servant, no matter what situation you're in, no matter what you face, it's going to come out of you. My grandmother said mm. it like this. She said, what's in you, what's in you going to come out? <laughs> So it has to be a matter of the heart, and I t- and we talk about it in the book as well. You know, um, every 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 area of your life, you have the potential to be a servant, and mm-hmm. um, because a, a parent is a servant, a teacher is a servant, a pastor is a servant, a doctor is a servant. It's all about our heart. When we have a heart to see everyone else um, to be better, to be greater, and to reach their destiny, then it amazes me how God will always send somebody in return to fulfill the desires on your heart. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's beautiful. I tell you, another area that really got to me was in uh, Chapter 3, you talk about submission and how um, you Mm -hmm. said submission is not a place of weakness. When it is properly viewed and handled, it really is a place of strength and power. Could you talk about that one a little bit? Okay, sure. So mm-hmm. submission. Um, I, I looked up the word submission, and in my study, I discovered it literally means to come up under and to lift. So mm. when one is submitted, it says that I have to be strong enough to come up under what I'm under and lift it up. So if I'm lifting it, that means I have to have some level of strength to lift it. So submission, and we look at submission as if it is a taboo word or it's a no-no um, in life, but mm-hmm. submission is the proper position for blessings. Wow. It, it, is, it is the proper position that God uses um, because he teaches us, Paul teaches us to submit ourselves one to another. Um, that means we got to come up under the weak and lift them up. We got to come up under those that may have some strength and lift them up. It, it deals with a position of you denying yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Definitely, definitely. 
and I and I also like how you use the biblical references to to do that. And then when you talk about Nehemiah, it made you see Nehemiah in a whole new light. So do, <laughs> do you do you see Nehemiah as as being as having that submissive attitude and and that good heart? Nehemiah is the perfect example of living the reversal plan. <laughs> He All is right. the perfect example because Nehemiah, his life, and this I, I don't I, I don't know if I talked about it in the book or I talked about it in a sermon I preached, but Nehemiah, he had in the king's palace, he had a very simple responsibility. He was the cupbearer. It was simple, mm-hmm. but he was the one that was most trustworthy because his only assignment was to go get wine when the cup, when the servant, when the king was thirsty, he would bring him mm-hmm. wine. But it was his attitude in doing it. And so I tell people all the time, I don't care how small the assignment is. Your attitude, the assignment may be small, but let your attitude be great. Mm-mm-mm. Can you say that again? Absolutely. Say that again. <laughs> no matter, say that no again. Matter how small, no matter how small the assignment is, let the assignment be small, but let your attitude be great. Amen. And so Amen. Nehemiah <laughs> <laughs> Nehemiah, he served the king as if it was his privilege. And so when he found out that his people was in the position that he was in, um, then he, because of his servant, he gets literally, he gets the opportunity to go back home and to build his country on the king's dime. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Mm. Talk about so, a, talk about all, a reversal. Talk about a reversal. That's the, that's the reversal. Because Nehemiah said, he said, the king asked him, he said, how long are you going to be gone? Nehemiah said, it's on time. Nehemiah, he said, and then he tells the king, he says, how long? Just send me a letter and pay for everything. That's basically what he said. Oh, come on. Pay for everything. And the king was like, you got it. But it's all because he served with the right attitude. Yes, 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 yes. Amen, amen. Patrick, Pastor Patrick, I tell you, we miss you at the river. I, must, I tell you, we really do. I miss Fayetteville, you Fayetteville has gotten a jewel, a jewel. We miss you. And Pastor Latasha, we miss you both. <laughs> we miss y'all so much. Can't wait to see y'all. I know that's right. Well, tell, please tell our listeners. I could, I could keep talking all night, but I've I got to watch the time here. Tell our listeners how they could get in touch with you and how they could get the book. Well, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Patrick L. Grace, simple Patrick L. Grace on all social media platforms. Um, you can get the book on how, whatever digital platforms you use for getting your book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books of Millions, or whatever. Um, but if you want an autographed copy, you can get that through my website, um, and that is www.patricklgrace.com. Uh, for an autographed copy, that's www.patricklgrace.com. And also on our website, we have different other uh, deals. We also offering the book and the T-shirt um, for a All discount right. price as well. I have to visit that website so I get a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're going we're gonna to ask you to hold on for just a few minutes and while we listen to Ruth with her tip for tonight. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, tonight we're going to talk about writing what you know. Um, and I, these tips seem to be fitting into um, our authors, which is really great because, you know, like yes. Pastor uh, Patrick said, you know, he wrote what he'd been living for years. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you write what you know? 
So here are some tips to get you started. You follow an emotional truth. You know, as a good writer, it's your job to find a way into the material. And that's just a, and one way to do that is to focus on the emotional realities of the characters. You know, if you're writing fiction or, you know, if you're writing nonfiction, you know, think, get into the emotional truths of it. Um, I'm going to use an example of J.K. Rowland. She wrote the Harry Potter series. Obviously, she knows nothing about the magical world she created, but she was a mother of teenagers. So mm. that, that was the mindset that she was able to get in and to, you know, live that truth. So um, reflect on the period of time in your life. If you're writing a, um, a book about yourself, a memoir, um, something you've experienced, you know, t- take some time apart from your work to think about that specific time in your life. Um, first, uh, let's see, it can help demystify the fiction writing process and it can help you write, break through the writer's block. You know, being an author isn't 100% writing, although you do have to write. You know, it's also <laughs> research, it's also thinking, it's also developing. So, and you've got to develop those skills. You know, free write as well. We talked about free writing a few weeks ago. You know, whether it's in journal form or, you know, you decide to sit down one night and just to free write, you know, just anything, it can help you. Um, you may not see how deeply personal your work is because on the surface it feels so separate from your personal life, but taking time to write about your writing and the way it intersects with your life can help you see links and forge a more personal connection with your work. And lastly, you know, place yourself, you know, if you're writing fiction, um, and this one is one that I do um, with my fictional books, is place yourself in the character's book shoes. So take a moment to fully inhabit one of your characters and think about how you would approach whatever situation they find themselves in. You know, you want to empathize with your characters, but at the same time, you know, you want to ask yourself, what would you do if you found yourself in their position? You know, in what ways is it reminiscent of something that you've experienced? And you may find that it'll help you um, break through and insert a little more reality into what you're, um, you're writing about. So those are a few tips to help you, you know, writing, to help you write what you know. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I tell you, Miss Ruth, you always have a good tip for us, and we appreciate you doing that. And we're gonna we're gonna apply these things and turn out some wonderful, wonderful work. Yeah, so we appreciate yeah. you, ladies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any closing remarks for us tonight, Ruth? I just want to thank our listeners again, because, like I said earlier. We wouldn't be a show without you guys, and we just thank you for joining in. And if you ever have any questions, show ideas, any authors who would like to join us on the show, you can email us at authorsup at gmail.com. And what about you, Victoria? Just to remind our listeners to take care of yourselves. And, um, you know, my uh, someone said this to me the other day. Well, I read it on Facebook. said that self-care is not selfish. And I, that has really resounded with me this past week. You know, just take care of ourselves and, and practice some self-care. And uh, we thank Pastor Grace for being with us. Again, we miss you so much at the river, but we know God has you on assignment, and you're doing it well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. 
<laughs> and as we close out tonight, we want to end the way that we began. Let's send up some hearts for Pastor Patrick and let him know how much we have appreciated him taking time out of his busy schedule to be with us here on Office yes. Up tonight. And we pray that all of you have an absolutely amazing week until we come back here. Uh, And we want you to join us. You know, we're glad that you stopped by tonight. But you know what? We'll be right back here next Sunday at 7 p.m. Until then, this is Andrea Hines with Victoria Henderson Poole and Ruth Griffin. And there's never a dull moment here at Authors Authors Up. Up.